This is episode 6, featured lettering artist Alexandra Snowden. Welcome to the Hand Lettering Podcast. I'm Tan Love, hand lettering artist with a degree in art and design and more than 10 years experience specialising in pencil illustrations. I write and create for letteringtutorial.com, a place to find tutorials, interviews, resources and more. Join me as I talk about all things lettering. Welcome and hello to episode 6 of the Hand Lettering Podcast. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about lettering and graphic design artist Alexandra Snowden. I'll also talk about a particular piece of work that she's created that's really stood out to me that I definitely recommend that you go and have a look at. Moving on from that, I will highlight a quote that will be really good for you, especially as a a beginner letterer. Um, And if you're not, it's still just fun to join in, but it will hopefully help you know get you practicing lettering regularly and if you're stuck for things to letter as well it's always handy to have ideas and suggestions so there'll be a quote that you can letter and then after that I'll be answering some of your lettering questions. In case you missed the update in last week's episode of the hand lettering podcast I'm just going to go over it again because I know some of you will be joining in with the podcast series for the very first time in this episode. So I just want everybody to know what's happening with the podcast series going forward. So originally I was making a podcast episode every other week. So bringing out a new one once every two weeks. And the episode structure was, it kind of followed the pattern of I to talk about a particular topic for kind of half the episode. And then for the second half of the episode, it would be an inspiration section. And in that, I'd include a featured artist, a featured piece of their work, and highlight a helpful lettering quote that you can letter out, and then answer your lettering-based questions at the end. So that was the structure, and that came out, like I say, every other week. Going forward from last week's episode... I decided to make the podcast a weekly thing, so a new podcast episode every week. So now the structure of the episodes, kind of they're pretty much the same as it was before, only I'm splitting it. So last week's episode was on a particular topic. This week's episode is the inspiration section, so where I talk about a artist and so on. Next week again will be a particular topic and then the week after a featured artist, questions and so on. So it's the same same content really, just delivered to you at a slightly different kind of time. But I thought it would be more beneficial for you to get episodes weekly. That way that you can take on board some of what you know I say in a, an episode about a topic and apply that throughout the week and the next week round you can you know, look up the featured artist or have a go at lettering the quote. I thought it would be much better for you to get it kind of in weekly doses than have to wait two weeks in between each time. So that's the plan going forward. It will be, as I mentioned in the last week's episode, a bit of a kind of an experimentation. And again, I'd love your feedback on it. So if you love the idea of the hand lettering podcast series being weekly, let me know. If you really hate the idea, <laughs> let me know. I always welcome your feedback. Uh, you can send your feedback to ask 
at letteringtutorial.com or you can always leave a honest review on either iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else you happen to find the podcast episodes as they are on a few other sources as well. So do let me know what you think and how you find the weekly podcast structure going forwards. I'm happy to um, to kind of adjust it, uh, change it based on your feedback. I obviously want to make it as good for you as I possibly can. So do let me know what you think. So let's move forward then and I'll talk a little bit more about Alexandra Snowden. Alexandra Snowden is a lettering and graphic design artist from the UK. She began her art career by going to college and studying art there and then I think quickly moved on into a job in graphic design. From the sounds of things she wasn't too keen on the digital aspect of graphic design and I think there's a certain kind of cut-off point where I mean when I was at school you were taught things on computers but it was pretty vague really what we got in my first year of kind of higher education I got about a year in computers then and it was really basic you know like drawing with the paint application (laughs) and typing into you know like a word document and that was kind of it then we had a couple of years gap there was no computer lessons whatsoever Uh, and then right towards the end of you know where I took my exams and stuff we did then get a couple of years but it was sort of just at that point I think where computers were starting to become essential and I guess if you were perhaps you know a couple of years older than I am you wouldn't have had it really at all you know they weren't really a necessity at that point so I can definitely understand why people don't always like to embrace the digital aspect of things in art I mean sometimes even people that are younger than me they just hate computers <laughs> not that keen on you know technology and they prefer to create things you know with their hands draw on paper and have that you know raw realistic sort of look about their work without putting it through a computer so that was perfectly understandable that Alexandra wasn't perhaps too keen on the, the digital aspect of graphic design After a while, Alexandra decided to go back to uni part-time and specialise in graphic design again. Whether this was to perhaps open up some more doors in graphic design or maybe even to learn, you know, using technology in a more desirable way because, you know, perhaps her graphic design job was sort of limited to certain things, I don't know. Either way, uh, she went back to university and did a part-time degree in graphic design and came out with a first well done (laughs) that's yeah that's a big achievement to get a first at university you can't get better than that as a an overall score and then shortly after that she launched her own uh, design business specializing in graphic design and lettering work and has built up a reliable client base and her lettering gets featured on products that other people sell so that's pretty cool Her lettering work often features illustrations to support the lettering and the two complement each other very, very well with her work. You can tell she's obviously using digital equipment for some of the the lettering that she creates for prints and things like that, but you can see she kind of keeps the digital aspect, I think, to a minimum. A lot of her skill is in the actual initial 
kind of drawing of the lettering and the illustration. And then I think from the looks of a work, mainly just um, the digital side comes in just from, you know, colouring the work. That seems to be mainly what she uses. She doesn't massively tweak or change the lettering once it's been digitised, which you can see if you browse through her Instagram feed, you get, you know, not just finished pictures of her lettering work and prints. You can also see kind of works in progress, which is, you know, helpful because that way you can actually, you know, see what what she's done by hand and what has actually then been done in the, the digitisation process. As I've just mentioned, Alexandra's Instagram feed, you can find her on Instagram at Alexandra Snowden. So that's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-A-S-N-O-W-D-O-N. But I will put a link uh, to her Instagram account in the show notes for this episode. So you can find the show notes on letteringtutorial.com. And then if you click on podcasts from the menu, um, there'll be a list of all the podcast episodes there. Or you can go straight to letteringtutorial.com forward slash hand lettering podcast six. And that's a numerical number six. And that will take you straight to the show notes for this episode. So you'll be able to find then a link to um, Alexandra Snowden's Instagram feed, website and the featured piece of work that I'm about to talk about all under there. It was pretty tricky to pick out a piece of work to feature from Alexandra Snowden's um, Instagram profile because she loves to put up kind of quotes and powerful words. They all just stand out. (laughs) That was the trouble. They were all so good. Lovely illustrations with them. Um, A lot of kind of vintagey looking letter as well, which I'm a complete sucker for. I really love vintage lettering. So it was very, very difficult to pick a sort of one piece that stood out. But like I say, you have a link to her Instagram account. So by all means, go and have a look at all of her work. because It's definitely worth Uh, checking out especially if you want to kind of do lettering with illustration. So the piece of lettering and illustration that I finally settled on (laughs) to feature in this episode is a piece that quotes collect moments not things and the lettering is over the like there's kind of the top part of a hot air balloon and then you've got the hot air balloon as the sort of illustration above some mountains, trees um, and in front of a really pretty starry night sky background. I think it's a really really lovely piece of lettering although it's got some nice illustration going on in it it's not too much to take your attention away from the lettering and the quote which is obviously the sort of important part um, of that work so it doesn't distract you from the message and the lovely kind of old-fashioned style lettering that she's used. It's just a really great piece. So that's one of the reasons why I, I ended up choosing that one as the featured piece of lettering. The other was because she's put up a work-in-progress picture of the, of the kind of the lettering for the, for the balloon, the collect moments, not things. 
So it's really nice to be able to see that in pencil detail. And like I said, you can obviously see how she's got from that drawing to that final piece. And she hasn't changed, you know, a great deal, especially, you know, with the lettering. And I think that's important to see, especially as you're developing as a letterer. You know, sometimes you see these amazing pieces that have been digitised and printed out and you kind of, you really do question how much is authentic and how much has been done by hand and then how much has actually been done, you know, the computer side of things. But you can clearly see that sort of gap and that step between with that piece of work. So that's the other main reason why I chose uh, Collect Moments, Not Things. And again, like I said, I'll pop a link to that in the show notes um, so you can find it nice and easily. And I will pop a link as well to the work in progress image so you can see kind of how one got to the other. You can also have just spotted in, in the feed see a close-up of the trees and the mountain, which I believe she used in the same the same illustration so that's great too that was a nice nice surprise find there <laughs> I was just scrolling down so you can even see how she's drawn the trees and the mountains and again not much of that has really been tweaked at all at the digitization stage it's literally just kind of color that's that's been changed in the background I think there's a little bit of texture on the background I think so that's really nice to see that the majority of her work is done by hand so definitely check out Alexandra Snowden. Her work is fantastic. She seems to be putting up work pretty regularly as well. So she'll be regularly inspiring your Instagram feed for you to happen to follow her. I'm going to move on to the inspiring quote now, which I'm going to recommend to have a go at lettering. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, if you're new to lettering, it can be a struggle sometimes to find things to letter that aren't going to completely overwhelm you or be a bit too much to start off with. As I've probably mentioned a number of times before now, (laughs) the general rule with lettering is to try and stick to things 10 words or under. Any more than that can be a real challenge, especially if you're trying to letter it in different styles. So these quotes are aimed at being great for beginners, but they're also helpful for anyone of any level. It doesn't matter how good you are at lettering. There are going to be occasions where you just lack inspiration. You can't think of anything to letter yourself or you just want a fun challenge to to do every couple of weeks so the quotes are here for everybody but they've got beginners in mind with length uh, generally I probably will throw a a mean one in every so often (laughs) and do a really long one to challenge you a little bit but as it's a a new year and um, I'm imagining there's a good amount of you that are starting hand lettering from scratch brand new I'll be kind in this episode (laughs) and I'm going to give you quite a nice short quote to have a go at lettering. Just mentioned like starting uh, lettering from scratch new as it's a new year when this episode has first gone live and last week's episode was all about that. It was the episode title was starting something new and following it through. So it's all about those new things that you start up at the beginning of a new year and then ways to help you keep going with them because um, I know how difficult 
that can be sometimes to follow something through and it's also aimed at starting something new anytime at any point in your life so this isn't just about you know the fact that it's January at the moment when this first airs you know whether it's two years time (laughs) or you know six months time it doesn't matter you always are starting new things so I thought this quote seemed appropriate with that kind of current theme at the moment so the quote is every day brings new choices and it's by Martha Beck so it's a nice short one five words so it's not not too bad at all for lettering with it gives you the option of um, lettering it in calligraphy you could do that with brush lettering and it wouldn't look too overcrowded or you could go with the illustrative lettering approach and you know draw out the letters you've got a couple of words there that you could pay significant attention to things like choices brings you can really place some highlight on those and try you know a different style whatever you fancy doing really but you know have a go challenge yourself if you want to perhaps try and letter in a new style that you haven't tried before there's many options that you can do with it and you can either keep your results to yourself <laughs> or if you'd like to and like a few others have been doing you can actually share uh, what you create with me and I would really love to see it really enjoy seeing all of your lettering that you do of these quotes that I recommend if you would like to share what you've created with me with this quote or any lettering work that you do for that matter I'm always interested to see the best ways to do that are to tag me in your work now you can do that on Instagram if you use at lettering tutorial you can tag me if you use Twitter uh, it's at lettering tut uh, that's t-u-t on the end because tutorial wouldn't fit <laughs> I think I could get tutorial <laughs> which doesn't quite have the same effect so I, I won't put tut in the end or if you go on to facebook.com forward slash lettering tutorial you can share your work on the lettering tutorial page there and I'll see it that way so it'd be great if you would like to share it to me you can always as well if you want to remain a little bit anonymous with you know your friends and stuff on social media you can always again email me anything you like so just send that to ask at letteringtutorial.com again and I will have a little look at it there I've the last couple of episodes I've mentioned a couple of people that have been uh, joining in and lettering the quotes I've got another person for you this episode that had a go at lettering I think the first quote and then maybe the third or the fourth one and I forget which now but if you want to have a look at what they've lettered for the previous quotes you can so if you go on to Instagram and you look up at Vittoria7 I'm gonna apologize now if I've said that wrong <laughs> I'm sure I have so that's at V-I-T-O-R-I-A-S-E-V-E-N I'm sure there probably is a different way of pronouncing that but Vittoria has done a couple of the quotes like I say so it's really good I think for you to see what others are doing as well the different styles that people use and it shows you the kind of variety you can get from lettering um, just suddenly 
thought there and then actually. <laughs> I think if I start to perhaps get a couple more things shared with me of the you know the quotes that you do, it would be great to maybe put together a little gallery um, on letteringtutorial.com of your work. I have been taking screenshots of all of the ones that you've tagged me in because I like them. <laughs> it's lovely to see that obviously you're listening along with the podcast and joining in and I love seeing your work. So I have been sort of keeping an eye on them and obviously appreciating it when you, when you do do them. So yeah, I think if I get a couple more of you sharing your work with me, it probably will be enough to start to put a little gallery together. So if you're listening and you think that's something you're interested in or you like the idea of, again, please do let me know. I will obviously check with the ones of you that I've collected your work of, <laughs> where you've lettered these quotes. If it's obviously okay uh, to put your work up on the site, but hopefully um, you will be obliging. I'm sure you will. <laughs> but yeah, let me know if you like that idea. It would be great to hear what you think. Well, hopefully we'll be able to put a little letter community kind of gallery together and then that'll be a way for others to see your work um, perhaps outside of social media a little bit too. So we're reaching the final section of the podcast episode now, the questions and answers section. I usually wait till the end but I'm going to change things up um, and put it at the beginning. If you have got any questions that you would like answered, about anything hand lettering related whatsoever, uh, be it calligraphy, brush lettering, anything you can think of that's to do with that, or even maybe something just that relates to creativity, please do feel free to send your questions. You can do that by, again, emailing ask at letteringtutorial.com. There will be a link to the email address on the show notes, but you can find it on the about page on Lettering Tutorial dot com as well or you can comment in the show notes for this episode as well if you've got questions just drop them there and I will transfer them over into my notes and do my best to address them in a future episode of the podcast. I think it was episode two that I had some questions sent in by uh, Nacho from Spain. I've got a couple more here now from Nacho so I'm going to read them all out first and then I will address them individually. That's probably the best way to do it. So the first question is, how important do you think it is learning calligraphy for a letterer? I mean, I know that lettering is all about drawing letters, but would calligraphy represent an advantage and to what point? I'm specifically regarding the learning phase before going pro. So that's the first question. The next one is, what part of your work is delivered digitally and what percentage is still delivered as a physical product? Is there any trend on this aspect that you know of? Also, would you say that prospective customers tend to prefer a digital showcase over a tangible product or the other way around? Those are three very interesting questions with kind of a lot of focus, I guess, on sort of going professional with lettering. So let's start with the first one. How important do you think it is learning calligraphy for a letterer? I mean, I know that lettering is all about drawing letters, but would calligraphy represent an advantage and to what point? I'm specifically regarding the learning phase before going pro. 
yes, my answer to that is I do think it is beneficial to learn calligraphy as a letterer because when you write lettering with calligraphy, you kind of learn where to put the thick and thins and the pen, like a calligraphy pen, kind of helps guide you with that in a way as well. You can't really write up at certain angles with a calligraphy pen without it kind of catching in the paper and sort of splattering ink everywhere. And then once you grasp the kind of the shapes and where the thicks and thins are, you can then actually apply that better to illustrating lettering. So I think it gives you a good grounding of knowledge for thicks and thins and the sort of the shapes of letters, particularly if you're kind of perhaps looking at lettering script style and stuff, because it obviously often uses thicks and thins. I think calligraphy and learning calligraphy can help with brush lettering a great deal as well because it kind of provides the same sort of grounding. I mean brush lettering in a way is almost like calligraphy but with sort of a usually with a slightly different nib <laughs> or a, a thicker pen kind of brush tip um, but it's the same principles that apply. You obviously want to come um, down thick with down strokes and then thin on the up strokes and that's the sort of the rule of calligraphy really. So yes, I do think it's important in the learning phase to learn calligraphy. If you haven't gone down that route, it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. You can obviously learn it at any stage. And you might find if you've been doing perhaps something like brush lettering for so long, you start calligraphy and you don't find it too challenging because you've already built up the sorts of skills that you can learn from calligraphy with brush lettering but I think it definitely will help with doing illustrated lettering especially if you're looking at, at script stuff. So for the second question what part of your work is delivered digitally and what percentage is still delivered as a physical product? Is there any trend on this aspect that you know of? So most of the work that I've done it's been 50-50 really, um, so I've delivered digital logos before, but then I've also delivered physical products with those logos on, so things like cards, menus even. I think in the majority of cases, you will need a digital version for a product because often that's how it ends up getting printed on something else. So I'm trying to think of some examples. Uh, so say a company wants a, a stamp, a good old fashioned stamp that you ink, you know, stick in ink and press down onto a page repetitively for their logo or something like that. Most companies now will require a digital image to create that stamp in the first place. Or if say somebody wants some business cards doing um, and they want, you know, part of the the contract is essentially that they get the physical business cards as well you'll still need that hand lettering in a digital form to send obviously to the printers to get the business cards printed so in nearly all cases you will definitely need the digital product not just a, a physical product as such there'll be a few cases where that won't apply so I once did some lettering in a shop on the checkout at the front and there was obviously no digital version of that I drew out the design on paper first I then cut out some big stencils and then painted kind of in and around that so there, there was no digital copy or anything for that 
Um, they'd obviously seen some of my work online first though, again in a digital form, <laughs> to kind of make that decision to have me, you know, paint their checkout area in their shop. You might find perhaps, you know, particularly with the chalk lettering, where businesses will perhaps ask you to come and do some chalk lettering, that again is a physical product, but there's not, I'd say, many cases now where people will ask for something just, you know, on hand, you know, that you can hand over that's perhaps the one-of-a-kind product, unless maybe you sell things on perhaps somewhere like Etsy or somewhere like that, where you can obviously sell one-of-a-kind lettered pieces that are the original version. But again, most people will make prints of that sort of thing and sell the prints because <laughs> it works out better time-wise and, you know, more economical for their time. So I hope that answers that one. It, you know, it's a, a bit to consider, really. It depends on what you're lettering in a lot of cases. The final question was also, would you say that prospective customers tend to prefer a digital showcase over a tangible product or the other way around? So I think with the internet being as big as it is nowadays, people will wanna see your work from all over the world. People don't necessarily work within the realms of you know, their town or their city where they live. I think it's probably important, again, to actually, I think I'd say have both so that you've got the option. So if you've got a business, you know, where people can walk in off the street um, and have a look uh, at your work, perhaps you'll want to have some, you know, some letterpress goods there with your, your work on them to show them and even some work in progress sketches so they can see, you know, your work as it develops. And then you obviously you want a digital collection as well, because there'll be people that won't be able to, you know, find you that way that might be interested in your work. So I think it, it is important to know about both avenues. Uh, I definitely think it's worth knowing as much as you can about getting stuff printed so that you are prepared if somebody, you know, wants the whole kind of package. They want, you know, the digital product as well as you know something in physical form I mean people do want business cards and <laughs> flyers and, and menus and all sorts of things that are tangible but like I say most often you start off with you know your hand lettering and then you digitize it then you send that to the printers so it kind of all works together I guess I hope <laughs> that that makes some sort of sense with those last two questions. A lot of it does depend on what client you're dealing with and what they're looking for. Most often, you know, people will just perhaps want a digital file for their logo, for their website, and then you'll get the odd person that perhaps wants, you know, a set of business cards with their logo on. So it's, to, you know, working out what you want to do because you don't necessarily have to offer printing options within your business as well you might just you know offer things digitally you can offer a template of a business card but you don't necessarily have to offer the final product of the business card you can leave it to you know the customer or the client to then go and get that printed somewhere else it's you know it's your call really that's it now then for this episode I hope you've enjoyed this new kind of structure of working it's obviously the, the testing moment really because you got the kind of topic in last week's episode and this week's episode has just been about the kind of inspiration section so let me know how that's worked for you and if you've enjoyed it and again um, if you do enjoy it 
please feel free to leave an honest review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I really can't wait to see what you come up with with the quotes over the next week or so. I'll look forward to seeing what you tag me in. Thank you and bye for now.